Happy Friday, my friends. Thank you for joining us today. Happy Friday. It's episode 10. 10. Of 30 Minutes with TNA. Episode 10, 30 Minutes with TNA. And we are going to try something new and different today. We took a look at our stats and analytics as one does in 2020. And uh, we noticed that all of our episodes that talk about personal relationships, romance, and self are the ones with highest um, viewership. Should I say listening-ship? Um, so listening-ship. we are listening. Huh? <laughs> listening-ship, that's a new word. Listening-ship. <laughs> Um, so we're going to listen and we'll talk less about the headlines, even though I think it's really funny that Crocs are trending. Um, we will give you what you want, which is heart and soul. So Tierney had an idea today. Do you want to tell her what we're doing today? My idea was to have Alexa read to us a piece that she wrote recently about her man cleanse, which we know you guys have heard a little bit about in some previous episodes. I don't remember specifically which episode, but I haven't heard the piece yet. So we're going to give her the chance to read it to you all and to me, and then we're going to talk about it. So this is a piece uh, from a class I took with Brooklyn Writers Collective. I would check them out. Um, it's a great class and a great community. So I am going to read you the man cleanse. Ready? Take it away. The thing I never got right, the man cleanse. Overindulgence can often lead to the sudden and urgent need to read completely of whatever we've become inundated with. Mostly due to lack of self-control, we can wake up one morning having eaten an entire pizza Cue the gluten-free diet. Sometimes we need a break from the world and the people in it. Cue eat, pray, love retreats. And sometimes we can feel like we're wasting our time on dating. Cue the man cleanse. It was just a silly thing I used to avoid answering the question, how's dating going? I'd reply with, I'm on a man cleanse, while simultaneously holding multiple conversations on multiple dating apps with multiple contenders. I wasn't really on a man cleanse until my friend Nicole saw it as a business opportunity. We can sell the man cleanse to thousands of people as a way to get them over love addiction, codependency, and by the end of our program, we could be the reason why people remember that they're their own greatest love. When she started drawing it out for me, I thought <clears throat> I could actually use this. I'm a codependent love addict who needs the reminder that I am my own greatest love. I told Nicole, let's try, let's start, let's try it. Four weeks of absolutely no men. Surely after all this time, four weeks of no dating wouldn't hurt. I deleted my dating apps. I told every man who texted me, sorry, I'm on a man cleanse right now. And soon enough, I became liberated from the persistent act of looking. I started to feel worthy of love. I sang love songs out loud and directed the lyrics towards myself. I was taking care of myself deeply, daily, and consciously. I was on a man cleanse. Your man cleanse is the biggest joke of 2020, my friend told me over Zoom after I announced to her that I met someone on my man cleanse. I don't mean to laugh, but you always say you're on a man cleanse and then we turn around and you're on a date, 
my other closest friend said with a scoff when she heard I met someone that I'm really excited about in the middle of my man cleanse. I've cheated on every cleanse I've ever done. I reward myself mid-commitment to being good by being bad. Maybe the act of cleansing is more about the awareness that comes along with the decision to remove something from your life. Maybe we don't need to be so hard on ourselves by creating strict rules and barriers. Maybe the act of actively not looking brought me to meet the greatest man I've ever known. We won't be able to market this, I told Nicole. She had also attempted the man cleanse and ended up talking to her boyfriend every day of it until they decided to break things off forever. There is something to it though, she sobbed back at me at the end of our four weeks. Wow, that is so beautifully written, first of all. And there's <laughs> so many themes, so many themes that I think a lot of our listeners can really relate to. Um, it's, I mean, Let's it's dive in. It's wonderful that you started dating someone that you are really fond of, but I think the more interesting themes here are not are, you know, finding something when you're not looking or, you know, you're maybe we can start with just talking about your initial intention to go on a man cleanse was really stemming from a place of wanting control wanting to control, you know, what things that were wanting to control. Yeah, I will go on dates or no, I won't go on dates and I'm in control. And this is for me, not for anyone else. Was that right? Yeah, it was definitely for the self, for sure. For the self. And it sounds to me from the piece that you Obviously, you, your initial intention was no dating, but ended up meeting somebody great. But that isn't really the moral of this story. The moral of this story was more that maybe love addiction isn't a bad, is not a bad thing. <laughs> I think that the moral of the story is it's not about the other person. It's about yourself. Like if you are truly grounded with two feet on the ground and you really do love yourself and become this like worthy piece of human that you become a magnet and you attract someone as opposed to chasing and looking and 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 um you know wasting time um it, I think that the moral of the story is to attract not to chase do you feel like before your commitment to not dating anybody for a month that you were chasing people too much or you were, or you weren't loving yourself enough? Yes. I think in a way I was looking for outside, you know, um, validation or like cures, um, to whatever was going on with me that maybe I wasn't very aware of. Um, feeling incomplete, right? Where I'm like, I need someone, I need to be with someone, I'm so single <laughs> and that's a problem. And during the three weeks of uh, the man cleanse, I really got to this place of, I don't, I really don't need anyone. And it would be wonderful to have someone who made me better, 
like who made me into a better person and lifted me up and, you know, had the strength to really love my strength instead of turning myself into anything that would fit for someone else. Um, instead of falling in love with potential, falling in love with like what's right in front of your face, where I think dating during COVID because the options are so limited and because you're on apps, you, I started to talk to people and try and fit them into a mold and that doesn't work. Um, so instead of all that effort and like storytelling and game playing, I just totally stopped. Like I really genuinely just stopped. Um, and then someone came along and I recognized him as another whole person. Instead of someone that you were trying to fit into a mold. Instead of someone that I was trying to fit into a mold, instead of molding myself into someone that worked for him. Um, and instead of like grasping, there was no grasping about it. It was just pure, like, I admire your humanness. Like I admire you as like a whole person. Um, and it was mutual. And for somebody else or for anybody else that was, would be attempting to try to, you know, get to this place of self-love that you found during your man cleanse, would you say that um, it was really just a mental state that you needed to put yourself in or were there tangible actions that came along with committing to this kind of cleansing of dating for you? I'm a really big believer in tangible actions lead to mental clarity. Love you that. have to have routine, you have to exercise, you have to do the work, write in your journal. I have a really big morning routine and I, and I made it bigger during my man cleanse cause I needed, you know, time to, time to fill, right? Um, and all those urges to date, to, to go away and to like go inward. So that required journaling. I, I had like a workbook that I, I also had on top of journaling and I did the class or yoga every day. And um, yeah, all of those things. But I will say that just because like that three weeks, you know, I learned, I learned to attract, not chase. Like I really learned to sink into this place and I really met someone that I really like. It's like, when you meet someone that you really like, it's kind of scary because, you know, the act of falling for someone is an act of trust. Yeah. Um, and, and there what was a moment where I was like, oh, I think these feelings are real. And I went kind of back into lack of self-worth for a while and I had to dig myself back out again. Um, I think it's an ongoing process forever, but I will say like, who knows what happens with this guy, but I did learn something really valuable by just pausing all of the dating and striving and looking. And at what point did you notice that you were falling back into a place of lack of self-worth and what did you have to do in order to dig yourself back out to that, you know, lit up positive, wonderful space that you found amidst the cleanse? I... Brene Brown says that when we, when life is really, really good, our tendency is to go straight down to the pits of doom. And like in my happiest moment with my new guy, I went to doom, right? Like this will all leave. This will all be destroyed. I'm not worth worthy of this. Um, all of those things. And I think it's the realization that you are choosing fear over love. 
and that's not going to benefit you. And what actually made me get out of it was self-care again, like diving back into me, finding, and, you know, journaling and stuff, but also communicating. And I'm not saying that I told him like, Hey, I'm freaking out. Right. Because it's not about him. This is about me. These are my wounds. Like I am responsible for myself, but instead of overanalyzing and thinking, I don't want him to think that I, I just was me and just trusted that, um, that I could say the right things and say whatever I wanted. I think that if you're honest, and you like say the shit that you need to say, then you're actively choosing love over fear. It can get really tricky though. But then you can, mm -hmm. go ahead. I was just saying like, oh, it can get really tricky. But the, the thing is that it's not that tricky because you just have to let it all go. And I heard this thing that was like, you know, falling in love is the most insane thing that anyone could ever do. It's like full surrender into another person. That's definitely not going to, you know, like it's not, there's promises on anything. It's literally like a free fall. It's like when you fall backwards and someone catches you, like literally sometimes people won't catch you. And we've all had that partner, that boyfriend who you're falling backwards and their hands are nowhere to be found. You hit your head on the floor and you're just like, fuck. So then you have to fall backwards again and really hope that someone's there to catch you it's a crazy thing so it will make you a little bit crazy and that's okay I think it's human I think that everyone can relate to that metaphor and you know love making you a little crazy um and I love this story so much about you know your journey to get there and it's you know more about loving yourself rather than loving this other person I think Um, But what kind of advice would you give to our listeners about choosing love over fear? And it doesn't have to only be applied to relationships. You know, we can apply this in all aspects of life. It's a good, good, like clear question. And I think that my answer is if you develop a really strong relationship with yourself, and you're really coming from a true place of this is me, then you're able to present yourself in a way that you trust works and then everything kind of follows. And did you feel an immediate click when that happened for you? Like an aha moment as they say, or was it more of a gradual, wait, I used to view things this way and now all of a sudden I'm viewing them that way, wow. Yeah, I think I felt, I felt really good. And there was a true liberation from stopping the search. And I really enjoyed telling people who I ultimately didn't have a connection with that I wasn't dating because it like snipped the ribbon of you have to talk to them and like flirt with them and like tell them what you're doing. It's like, I actually don't have a connection with you. I'm not dating. And that was like, like, I'm a strong person who can like choose who I'm talking to. And obviously I wouldn't have gone on a man cleanse if there was someone like significant in my life. And right. yeah. 
Let's talk about that part of it for a minute, because I think a lot of the listeners um, who use dating apps sometimes feel a little stuck in that too. Like, well, I mean, I don't know this guy. He could maybe be someone who is this, this or that for me and all this, even though the first few sentences are just not giving you those butterflies that you need in order to commit to wanting to go on a date with someone, but perhaps given the state of the world and everybody's desire or need to not feel so alone, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They feel like they should answer every single message that comes through on their dating apps inbox and that they should, you know, at least go on one date with anyone who asks just because maybe um, even if they're not feeling it and you obviously learned a lot from that um, part Mm -hmm. of it. Right. And learned that that's not serving you. Falling in love with potential is a dead end. And you go. can, you can fit anyone into your life dream. Like you can meet anyone and be like, mm-hmm, like that works in my, in my story. I can like squeeze them in there. Like you can literally meet any man and be like, yep, that works. Like you can rewrite your story like this. If you want something bad enough, you're like, he works, but Unless he has like a face tattoo and just got out of prison. Right. <laughs> I mean, even then <laughs> don't discredit our brains for being so creative. Uh, like, oh, he has a face tattoo, but you know, like it's easy to remove. And after a year with me, like he'll understand <laughs> that it's important to me that he gets rid of it. Um, but I think, it's, yeah, it's a dead end and you need to fall in love with what's working for you right now. And like, be true about where you are in your life right now. And I think it took me a long time, you know, that I had a very clear vision of my future and I was with someone for four years and I was like, this is where we're going. Right. And I like designed this life and this like image that I had in my head over and over for years and years and years, I had to get rid of it. And it took a long time because the brain is like a malleable thing. And I'm like, okay, that's not my vision anymore. this is where I am right now. And I can start to create a new vision day by day without like holding this like vision up on a pedestal. Like I will create my true life if I just stay true to myself. And And that's what falling in love with potential fucks up. It'll fuck it up. Powerful that you said there that, you know, you can change, you can change your vision at any point. Maybe you made, you know, to the listeners, maybe you, came up with some vision to fit somebody else's potential and not your own and convince yourself that that was your vision. And if you feel like you've been there, you know, um, this is just a reminder that you can change your vision and you can redirect your focus to yourself and loving yourself and, and the potential of yourself instead of another person. Right. right? Yeah. Every day is an opportunity to like be crafting your vision. It doesn't have to be this like long-winded year, 10-year plan. Whatever you're doing today is a step towards what the life you're creating. Yeah. So but like be careful what you're doing today, you know, and like be careful what you're saying and who you're talking to and what you're working on and to become aware because you are like walking on a path towards something. And like, where is it? What is it? 
that's a good thing for some of us to stop and slow down and examine more often because I think a lot of times a lot of times it's easy to just keep running without knowing where you're running to mm-hmm. yeah it's easier um but then it kind of crushes you at a certain point um and that's what we're trying to avoid and I think that's what the whole like mindfulness movement is trying to tell us is like be here right now and be grateful for it and but like be really in it so that you can be aware of like the energy you're putting off and the destiny that you're creating yourself based on your like as something as simple as your tone of voice. Yeah. I think that this is all really, really wonderful and inspiring for our listeners <laughs> and on a less, less uh, metaphorical or profound note I have to ask so have you completely deleted all of the apps <laughs> yes yeah I deleted all the apps and yeah I'm appless and dating someone appless and dating one person appless and dating one person and loving yourself and loving myself and trusting I'm, I'm falling and trusting Oh, I'm sure there will be someone to catch you because you're brilliant and anyone who wouldn't is silly. Oh, well, you're the best. Thank you for interviewing me about my man cleanse. I hope that um, you guys, our listeners, uh, will let us know if you're trying anything like this and what how it could turn out for you. Maybe we'll put a survey up um, yeah. because I would be curious. I think that dating during the pandemic and meeting new people and falling in love or going through heartbreak or these are all just such important and tricky themes to navigate when the world feels like it's falling apart, you know, and you're trying to figure out what's happening just in your own little world. Um, we want yeah. to have it. If you guys decide to go on a man cleanse, you have to let us know. And yeah. I do want to recommend the workbook that I did while I was on the man cleanse. There's someone named Case Kenny on Instagram. He's at case.kenny. And he created a workbook called Single is Your Superpower. And it's so, it sounds lame and like, don't take it out in public unless you want to get weird Wait, what's stares. What's in this workbook? Tell us about it a little. Should I go grab it? Yeah, I, I, you didn't tell me about it ever. So I have no context. Um, it's called single is your superpower catch feelings for yourself and I was on the last three pages when I met my dude um and it's it's great um you like prompts about the self or what give us some example of so you read a little bit and then there are prompts so what are five ways you want your your partner to make you feel write down five adjectives I wrote adored prioritized safe seen and worthy um let's see this is funny (laughs) (laughs) um there's a lot about like what you like about yourself um but adjectives that don't describe you what are five things you love about yourself um what are five things you're sure about yourself in life this could be something about who you are your values your passions um yeah and it's it's a lot of reading and kind of kind of asking, like, I'm talking to you about what you actually want. What do you want in a partner? Not what you think you want in a partner. What do you want in a partner? And I'm going to look for this one thing. Um, How do you differentiate what you actually want in a 
partner versus what you think you want in a partner? I think what he was going for is what you think you want in a partner is someone who looks like this and acts like this and like drives his car and like whatever, whatever. But it's like what you actually want. And I wrote, um, where is it? Oh, I want someone or your big why, like why you want a relationship because they inspire me to live the greatest, fullest, most, most virtuous life and make me a better person. So greatest fullest most virtuous life like are you inspiring me to to do that then you're a yes and if it ain't a hell yes it's a hell no that's another good mantra you heard it here first so is it a hell yes with your new partner last question it is a hell yes it's like (laughs) five weeks in um but yeah i'm i'm falling i'm falling backwards so wish me luck you feel like he's making you live your greatest most virtuous version I forgot what you said (laughs) I do I do I definitely think he makes me into a better person well you heard it here first guys man cleanse can work and it's not really about the cleanse it's more about falling in love with yourself and knowing your own worth and looking at the path ahead and if things don't work out for you you know that there's something greater and better right around the corner you just got to keep trusting keep going well thank you guys for listening and thank you alexa for reading us that beautiful piece and sharing um this great advice with everyone i think that our listeners really enjoyed it and i am really eager to hear what they think (laughs) (laughs) well i'm being very vulnerable on this podcast i loved it Thank you for being vulnerable with us and (laughs) everyone else. Happy Friday. And we'll be back next week with hopefully another um, fun personal topic. Yeah. Juicy episodes coming at (laughs) you. See you next week, everyone. Bye.